Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and as always I'm joined by Virgo. Mate, how are we going? Teamless are out. Round 1 is just around the corner. How are we feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I think I've got the perfect team that will uh, take me all the way to the top this year. And TLT was pretty um, uneventful, I think. We got some good cheapies in there. There's a fair bit to talk about. But yeah, I think it's, it's really easy to get 25 green ticks in your team this year. So I'm pretty happy overall. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And this episode, we'll be going through the key talking points from TLT as well as some strategy talk. As usual, Virgil will also, also take us through a few pods he's looking at towards the back end of the chat, and we might even reveal our teams at the end as well. So let's just get straight into it. The first game on Thursday night will be Para and Melbourne. This one, we didn't expect a cheapy centre wing out of Para, but there was sort of talk around Zach Cheney possibly getting a spot in there with Wanga Blake and Bailey Simonson under injury clouds, but they're all names. We will not be getting a cheapy centre wing there. But the big thing here is the back row for Para, as we've been talking about for weeks now. We get Dory on an edge and we also get Bryce Cartwright. What are you thinking here? Yeah, okay. So I've seen a lot of Cartwright talk and think back to the trial, trial game two, where they had pretty much their first team out there. Cartwright was not in the 13. It was it was Dory on the edge in place of um, Ipap who's gone. So I think I think Ipap, I think uh, Dory's way safer than Cardi. I think Cardi yeah probably has my super coach friendly game. But you're doing it if you're going to own Cardi, you're doing it based on what he's done in the past, and that was seven years ago now, 2016. A long time back yeah. in the days. And Dory just seems so much safer. Like if you're tossing up between the two, I say go Dory. I can't knock you for starting. Cardi as well, but personally I wouldn't. But yeah, there's some good cheapies there. Obviously, hot good, get him in your side. But yeah, I'm definitely thinking Dory is locked into my team. Well, the week. fact that Dory's playing round one, I think, is because I wasn't expecting him he round was hurt, one. Yeah. And the fact that he is starting on the edge round one and Sean Lane is out for a good couple months, possibly, Dory could be locked into an edge there for a long time and he could earn us some real good cash there. Cartwright, I see sort of the the upside, I guess, in him. He can score points. We've seen him score points before, but I just don't think he's going to have that starting edge role for long enough. Yeah. And you've also got Murchie and Momosia on the bench yeah. that possibly could take some edge minutes from him. Like, he's not locked into 80 there by any means, which neither is Dory, but... And obviously, Hopgood at lock, as expected. Um, lock him in. If he's not in your team, you're not playing the game right. He's He's got to be there for everyone. When we look at the Melbourne side of things, we get Will Warbrick, as expected there, I believe. And I think the thing we question with him, is he playable this week? Um, I don't think so. I think there's better options. I think they've got a couple of good games coming up. Dogs, Titans and Tigers in the next in the next four weeks. So I think he's probably a play in most of those. But yeah, just just watch and wait. There's, you've, got, you've got better options in Campiera against the Tigers. There's just no need to play him against Para. Yeah, um, this, the player that sort of emerged as we lose Nico Hines, and that's going to be a big, big conversation point over this whole podcast, is Hines out, who we replace him with, and Cameron Munster. If you're just looking to swap Hines and one player in, one player out, Cameron Munster's probably the guy you're looking at. You're going to get similar points. Can Munster be that guy if Melbourne 
do start slow without Pappenhausen because there is a chance that they do struggle. Not struggle, but not the Melbourne side that we're used to early on. Mm. How do you feel about Munster? Well, as you know, he's in my side currently and I'm feeling really good about it. There's a little bit of an injury thing surrounding him, but I think he's dealt with it his whole career. And Munster is just a game-breaker. He's at 15% ownership, which I think is, is probably, probably low, lower than what you'd expect for someone like Cam Munster, mm. especially when you've got Bulldogs, Titans, and Tigers in the first four. Yeah, after round one, it's so good for them. There he, could be three big scores there. He could potentially score a ton in two out of those three. He's the man with no Pappenhausen there as well. <laughs> so I'm personally going there, but like he's very expensive. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock you if you don't. But for me, if he's if he's if he starts a bit slow with with Melbourne with no Pappenhausen and and that forward pack's completely changed, I can just go straight to Heinz. Like he, he's it's a sideways sort of trade, but I can do it at, in in round four, round five, and. I feel pretty good about it, to be honest. Like, I, I think Munster's lower risk. I know what I'm going to get out of him. Like, he, he might not set the world on fire. He might come out, go 70-70, but that's points banked instead of going to Ponga, who could score 20. Yeah. Yeah. Before the Heinz injury, Munster, I don't think he would have been any onside. Everyone sort of didn't even consider it just due to the price and the need to get Cleary and Heinz and Grant, those type of guys. Dewey inside. and Katoa as well. But, yeah. With the Katoa duel, you can flip him up to halfback Munster and fill in that spot. And I feel like a lot of people have done that, and I can't blame them at all. Jerome Hughes is also one that we could replace with Hines. Personally, I just don't see it. I don't see enough upside in him. How, how often is Hughes going to score you a ton? Nah, he'll be solid, but in halfback, they're just I don't see it. Although he he he's only a short little step up to um. To Hines in, in round four or five, but I think if you're going to go the halfback route, Sam Walker's probably your guy over a Moses or a Hughes. So I, I'd probably say go Sam Walker for those amazing first two games. He might score a 120 in one of those. Prefer that to Hughes. Um, the other thing with Melbourne, their bench, it looks quite inexperienced. You've got Wishart, Alec McDonald, Chris Lewis, Jordan Grant, and with all respect to those guys, they're not seasoned NRL forwards that we've seen in the past for them with the Bromwich brothers and Confuci and all the rest. A lot of people looking at Christian Welch and a lot of people also looking at Big yeah. Nelson. They possibly, if you were already interested in them before team lists, I can understand why you'd start with them. Personally, I was never too keen on either. But there could be a chance for quite solid minutes for those two in there. Mm. But they're almost opposites, aren't they, Nelson and Welch? Welch will score you 60 every week, but Nelson might go 40, but he also might go 80 to 100. Like, he has almost the highest upside as any front rower oh, in the game. Sure. Like, he, he, can, he can get out there and score two tries off the back of Harry Grant's deception in dummy half. Like, I, I see the appeal, but I'm not going there. Like, I'm not really getting much out of a Welch. Like, yeah, he'll probably make me 150K, but like... I can just get Stefano, who will score maybe 10, 15 less at, at the worst, and, and and he's 150k cheaper. And I'll just lock Stefano in at second front row. Uh, I'm really warming to that idea. And Nelson, on the other hand, like I've actually I've had some people trying to talk me into Nelson, and I've had a few teams sent into me on um, on Discord, and I kind of don't hate it, especially with that bench. And his upside's just so good. 
But then again, when he comes out and gets you 35 because he does some stupid thing and Bellyache nooses him, like you're going to be hurt and you're going to, you're going to be down 25 points in that position, which yeah. it's not great. I don't, I don't really want to take that risk. I think there were a lot of people that were keen on these guys before. So if, if you were one of those people who was like, I like Welch, he's underpriced, then this bench, this is this every reason to continue with that, but it's not enough to talk me into it. Yeah. The other two from this one are the Melbourne back rowers, so Liero and Ilekatoa. We we were all looking at them before this. Obviously, we're expecting them both to be named on an edge. And other than Chris Lewis, there's probably no one that's going to spell either of them. No, not till one. Sims. Not till Tarek Sims comes back. Yeah. Are you starting with either of these guys? I'm not, but I think they're both good options. I just can't really get a spot for them. I, I'm considering maybe going to Katoa or Liero, but right now I've got Jackson Ford there, and. I think I just prefer him at the price because it allows me to do other things and they're probably going to make similar amounts of money. Look, I, I, I think they'll both score well, probably make 150k yep. to 200k and they're, they're not bad options. I just can't get them in because I think there's better options. Well, personally, I have Trent Liero, but he'd been in my team a lot throughout the preseason. Just at that price, it's 365k. Yep. He looks like he'll be locked into 80 on the edge. I had him for a while, but I sort of remade my team come team lists with the high and shake up and stuff like that, and he wasn't in there. But I ended up having Jackson Ford and a spare just under 100k. Mm. So I saw that I could go to Liero, and I think I may as well start with him, have a look how he goes. If he doesn't do well and Jackson Ford does get 80 by chance, I can always go down. Yeah, no, it makes sense. The next game we have is the Warriors Knights, and with this one, as I just spoke about, Jackson Ford is starting in the back row. The big question with him, though, with Josh Curran on the bench, are we worried that he comes in to spell him? Because in the trial, he didn't. Ford kept playing through on that that left edge there, but the job security, it's still a bit questionable now. We don't know if he's locked into 80. We don't know if he's going to be picked to start in the back row next week. Mm. However, though... As starting back row at 279k or whatever he is, it's pretty tempting. Yeah, 5% as well you've got there. I think that's that's a big factor. He's a pod cheap, he's a few and far between. Mm. And this guy should be locked into 80, I think, with Curran. Curran, Curran comes on for a middle forward. and yep, Curran's Corre. a middle for me. Oh, yeah, I think either Curran plays middle or Nair Corre plays middle and, and spells one of the um, middles instead of forward. I think forward's fit. He, he's, he's had big raps on him coming through like a few years ago at the Dragons. He actually had some decent numbers. I looked last night. He was playing lock, and he had 60s in like 55 minutes in the middle, which, look, the PPM's not amazing because you expect that to drop going out to the edge, but he can get through work, and I think he runs a good hole. And um, I think Tamari Martin is a decent player in terms of creating yep. attack, and I think, I think it's going to be there for him. So... I don't mind Ford at all. Like I've got him on my side. I think he's a very good option. Well, I think it's important to note that the Dragons over the last handful of years has been a bit of a wasteland for talent. Yeah. And it, by no means the Warriors have been any better, but there is every chance that Ford does become a much improved player in this Warriors system if they can find a bit of success there. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule out him you know, breaking out and becoming a pretty solid back rower in the comp. 
The other two options, I guess, from the Warriors, and we both expected they would be named. We've got Charles Nickel Clockstad at the back. What are your thoughts on him? Because personally, I'm not interested. I don't, I don't see him with their draw. It's tough. I don't see them being successful, and I don't see him even keeping that fullback jersey. I see Metcalf when he's healthy, or even tomorrow Martin going back there. Yeah, I'm not keen on Chance. Yeah, well, neither am I. He's been in a few of my drafts, but um, I, I just think he's not that good for Supercoach. Like you look back to the year where he made it to about no, no, six hundred k on the um the Raiders, twenty nineteen, where they made the grand final. Mm-hmm. Even then, he wasn't averaging that much. Like he was a good cheapie that year, but like he was, ne- he's never been a super coach gun. Like he's, he's never, never been, been an option. Yeah, other than other than that year, twenty nineteen. Like he, ever ever since then, he he really hasn't been one that I can look at and be like, oh yeah, he'll come out and score me hundred. But he really needs two tries, and he, he doesn't ball play like. But can you see him ever scoring no. tries in that system? Like no. just watching the trial, he was in my team at that point, and I was like. Against Melbourne, I, he didn't look close. Like I didn't really see him, mm. and I thought, I think he's about thirty-five percent owned. Oh, massive. I, I don't, I don't see that much cash churn in him. I, I can't do it myself. The other one that could be handy, I guess, is Braden Williami for the fact that he has a two RF centre wing duel at two thirty-four k in the centres. Obviously, job security is very questionable. We've got Williami Valaya and even Edward Cossey waiting on the outside to sort of take that. We don't know what the outside backs are going to look like moving forward. But that jewel's handy. Mm. Well, I heard um, on, on Twitter through a Warrior, Warriors fan who's, who's pretty close to the club said that uh, when... Um, who do they have coming back? Which centre? Who's named in the centres for him now? Adam Pompey's in the centres right Adam now. Pompey? Yeah, so... It won't be. It'll be Pompey who makes way if someone's going to make way. That's what I. That's what I heard. And in that case, I think Willie Army Security is not bad, but I just don't think he's a very good player. He looked alright in the trial against the Tigers. I was like, wow. But he's thirty years of age now. There's not. There's not much in him for the club, especially if yeah. they don't go well early. You'll probably see a Valaya at a much younger. Yeah, but age like that's who. Yeah. Come into the side. He's on the um, extended, extended bench. bench right now. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in this side. Whether that's in for Pompey or Willie Army, I'm not sure. Personally, I I did have him in at times over the last few days just because that jewel's handy, and I didn't I didn't like a guy that we're about to speak about in Heimel Hunt, mm. but um yeah if if you don't need to don't go there. Yeah, the jewel's handy though. Like I I, I guess I see it. I just personally well, there's not like many cheapies that or yeah. players that price that do have that jewel. So to RF. I can understand why you'd want to have the, that flexibility there, but yeah, no, not for me. Probably not. Yeah, he's not in my side either. The other guy that we're so high on, you would have heard about this loads last week, Maradon Nekore, named on the back row, it's expected. And as I said before, Josh Curran's still on that bench. Mm. I think that Nekore may be making way for Curran, if Curran is to come onto the edge, for Nekore to move into the middle. But 2.5% ownership, I can't not do it. I just mm. I think there's way too much upside in Nekore. I love it. I don't think he'll go under 50 Pretty much all season, unless he gets hurt or um, gets a sim bin or something. I think his his work rate will be so good if he moves to the middle, and it just cements that sort of floor. And that's why I think he's a really good option. And and the upside's there. I hate saying outside SJ, but he is outside SJ. And 
if if this Warriors team really is improved under a new coach, I think he's just just get him in there. Two point five percent is ridiculous. Well, the role I personally see him playing, I think he'll play the first twenty twenty five on that right edge and possibly twenty five thirty in the middle. So when that evens out, it's probably about fifty fifty five minutes of mm. game time, which I think it, it provides a really good floor. And at four hundred and eleven k, I believe, I think he's a great option. Yeah. I love it. When we go to the Newcastle side of the ball, a lot of people are upset by Greg Marju not playing. Now, Marju, whenever he's you know been an option with Supercoach, the security in the 17 has always been questioned because, honestly, he's not a great defender. No. He is a weapon with the ball in hand, but for a team like Newcastle, whose defence is already quite questionable, I don't know if Marju is their best option. Yeah. That opens up Pymel Hunt on the left wing, and I've seen people be interested in it, but I just don't know if you can be confident that he's going to even be there next week. Mm. What do you think of Pymel Hunt? Well, I don't really understand this whole Marju thing because there's been so many conflicting reports because Barry Tui is the guy you go for for Unite sort of news. He said not injured. He, he said, said not injured, overlooked, which is like... Okay then, but then they apparently also picked up a knock last week. People said ankle injury. He's not named in Rezies either. Well, that's why it seems like injury. It's yeah, a very odd right? situation. I think he's he's definitely not a hundred percent, but he's better than Heimel Hunt. It, it doesn't make sense as to why he wouldn't be seen anywhere. But yeah, he was so he was good in the trial. Looked. He was really good in the trial. Anyway, I I, I think um, don't go for Hunt. He'll. He, he could so easily be out of the side and all of a sudden you're kicking yourself. Have to use a trade. Well, like, you've even got the potential that Naro Tuala moves out to the wing because yeah. he's played a lot of left wing in the past for them. You've got the potential that he could also move out to the wing. Yeah, and let's just bring um, Mapapalangi into yes. the centres. He's a good player. Yeah, I yeah. think that's an option as well, even if Marju doesn't come in. Very good so point. So I don't see any validity in having Heimel Hunt on your side. You, you're going to end up with an MPR there that you don't really want. It's a punt. For. It's a punt, and you, you, you win on these risky plays, but let's just, let's just see it for a couple of weeks. They play the Dolphins in round three. If he's still there on the left wing, maybe he's an option, but yeah, no. I, I'm not going there. But with Marju, he was in my side. Yeah, he was. <laughs> 359 Tuesday, I had him, and I was keen. I was like, the draw is great. They got the Warriors, Dolphins, Raiders, Manly, and then the Warriors again, and I was like, Mate, he's got to score. He's in a lot of sides, actually. He's up to about five percent, seven percent. And I, I, I thought people were crazy for it at first, but I just, I just thought, fuck, this guy's a weapon. Yeah. Oh, he's and a shiny draw, toy. Like, I was like, mate, I, I could take the risk on him, and it could pay off. And if it doesn't, so be it. But he's not there, so don't have to worry about that. The other surprise, I guess, Kurt Mann named it lock, and I think we all knew that Mann was going to play middle minutes, but yeah. we all assumed off the bench. Adam Elliott is on the bench. Adam Elliott was also an option. That I didn't mind, and a lot of people didn't mind, but on the bench, you can't consider him. Oh, yeah, not a chance. I saw a side with him in it last night. I was like, what, what do you think of this? I'm like, not a chance. You, can, you can't start with him off the bench. So it's just, at 560k, there's way better options in the mid-ranges that will play 80 or close to it. Mm. So I, I don't see any appeal for Elliot. Maybe, maybe later in the season if he walks down to 13. Because I don't think man, it's very good there. Like... I think he kind of kills and stagnates that attack a fair bit. He, he definitely doesn't help the side at all. He, you know, he does yeah. a job and he's, he's a hard worker, gets through work. He gets through tackles, yeah. But no, I, th- I think he stagnates that attack a bit much. He, he tries to do what Connor Watson once did for them, and Connor Watson did it really well, of just being that live wire. He's not quite the same player as he's not. Watson. He doesn't have that speed or... And I think Adam Elliott does provide sort yeah. of that tackle-busting, offloading type of 
second phase play that can sort of bring something to this attack that it hasn't looked great in a few years now. Mm. And especially with Ponger at six, you you want him getting the ball second phase play. Yeah. You want a guy like Lockie Miller. You don't you don't want a man sort of. Yeah, I don't. I don't love it. I prefer man off the bench and sort of what Phoenix Crosland does, or, or out of seventeen. I, yeah, he, he he just has not impressed me at thirteen. Maybe 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 he will this year, but no, I don't. I don't really like that for their their team in general. The other man that has generated a lot of interest God. from the Knights is Kalen Ponga. Both of us, he's been in and out. You, you try and think wishfully and think Ponga can perform, but I think we've both come to the conclusion that it's just so unlikely that he does give us consistent scores, even with that dream draw in the first six weeks. It's just so unlikely that he will actually perform an average, say, above 60. Mm. Well, if his goal-kicking, I'd have him. But the goal-kicking just kills his floor. Like, Especially at six as well. You can't have a guy who, let's say, Canberra Manly are in there. If he goes, like, 30 in one of those games, you're going to be behind. And... He could lose cash potentially. He could even lose cash. Like, yeah, New Zealand Dolphins, but even the Warriors, we expect them to be improved. Like, I, I just think his floor is so low. Like, he could score single digits. And, like, especially, like, remember we had this Sam Walker issue a few years ago where he'd mm. missed tackle, so many tackles that he'd have more minus than he does have, like, yep. positive. And yep. it's really, really concerning when that base is so bad. That well, personally, like, when I look at players, I'm. I want to be convinced. And I look back at Pong and I look at all those great scores and I'm like, look at the ceiling on him. But then you have to remind yourself, look at those low scores. Yeah, we've been burnt three years in a row. He has so many, even single-digit games, games in the teens, yeah. that where the scores can just kill you. Well, in the last two years, we've both been hit by a single-digit. He got nine in 2021 against Melbourne and then seven last year against the Roosters when he got, got a head knock. They were injury-affected, but he can do that. He, he He's done it too often to sort yeah. of... Be confident that it won't happen again. Yeah, we, we, we've we've been we both hit by it, so I just I can't do it. He's so fun though. Like <laughs> he could he could come out and score one fifty in the first two, and it's like oh, okay, let's get him in. But no, I just I'm just gonna hold off, and it's just a risk I'm not willing to take. Uh, it, there's too much risk there for me. And I can get Munster too. Another guy that I've seen in teams, Lockie Miller. Any any interest center wing? No, he's he's like six hundred k, and the Knights like. I don't think Miller's gonna be the ball player in there in when they're in the attacking twenty. Like they're probably gonna go towards Ponga and Hastings and use their back rowers. Like sort of like, a Kennedy Dylan Edwards situation where they're not the guy making that last pass. Yeah, compared like, to your, your premium fullbacks, Miller feels a lot like Dylan Edwards, where he's a tackle buster. Yardage fullback, which he almost does everything well that Ponga didn't, and that's taking those hit ups out of out of out of trouble, pushing up through the middle. Mm. I think for their side it could be. Yeah, I think it's really good for them. But he he his attacking stats, I don't know if he's going to be able to be that ball player. Yep. So I'm just personally not looking at it. But like, take a punt on it. They have a really good draw. Like I I don't it's hate not the it. Worst. There's just better options than Welcome Miller and Centerwing, I think, at 600k. The Penrith-Brisbane game, the first big point here, a lot of talk that we were going to get Jesse McLean yep. on that wing, but it is Turuva. So Turuva straight into all sides. Yep. You've got to have him in there. I guess the question is, does he play left or right wing? We don't really know. 
Yeah. I'm still going to say that if I left, I think yeah. you agree. Yeah, yeah. He's probably not applying this one. I mean, if you have to, you can. But I, I'd probably, I'd be hesitant, especially if he's on that left wing, going at stags. And, well, there's Jesse Arthur's out there, actually. We'll so it's probably not the worst. I don't mind playing to River. But in all sides, don't think about that one. Yeah, and I, I think he plays left. I think that's just because that's what we saw in the club challenge, and I don't think they break up Crichton and Toto on the right edge. I think they're they're going to they're going to be a good combo. I don't see them breaking that up. Luke Garner named on the edge. He'll play left back row. There's still probably not much chance he makes our sides. Zach Hosking isn't in the seventeen, but honestly, that 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 scares me even more. The fact that it could just be Garner has a couple bad games, he could be potentially out of the 17. Yeah, well, if Nia Corey doesn't work out and Garner does, then we can flip the Garner. I don't think it's someone we need to start with based on what we've seen. Like we could... there's, there's no reason to be excited about it yeah. right now after what we've seen from him. As super coaches, we can only really make our decisions based on what we know, and what we know about Garner isn't good. The three hit-ups in 65 minutes, the decoys, it's like he's not going to get the ball... He, he, he's been brought into the side, he's new. Penrith in general might take a bit of a back turn. Just, look, if Garner kills it, we can get him. But there's no need to take a risk where he might go get 35, yeah. 40. It's just, nah. Agreed there. And if he does prove us wrong and kills it, then I'd happily bring him in. Yeah, exactly. But... It's, he's a watch. He has a round through buy as well, which is a really important point because he won't you change wait price. Next week. He won't change price to round four. So yeah, just just watch it. Sunny Luke on the bench, Mitch Kenny starting. Down the road, especially if Luke does start with little little minutes early on and sort of warms into his work there off the bench and works into bigger minutes there. We could potentially look at a downgrade option from Cheese if he isn't all that good. Yeah. Well, if, if Cheese doesn't give us that much, well, I think he will. But Luke's a watch. Yeah, keep it in the back of your mind. Just just think about Luke. Watch him. If he looks like he's going to be able to generate a tackle like Coruscant did, if he looks like he's making tackles, if the minutes look good, just, yeah, he could be a good downgrade, especially when we're going to try to get Hines back into our team. Down the track, we may be around, around four, around five. May need that cash. Yeah, we might need to go Cheese down to him. Bank 200k. It's, that's the difference between a, um, Sam Walker and, and Hines in the long run. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to end up doing that, then fair enough. But yeah, just, just keep an eye on Sonny Luke. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, the other thing I'm sort of looking at in this Penrith team is Nathan Cleary. Could you captain him in this one? Because I think out of all the captain options, if you're going to back anyone to you know give you 70 with a chance or more, it's probably Cleary. Yeah, he's safe. Um, but He's a VC for me. He's my VC as well when Teddy exists. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The Broncos, we've got Cobo at fullback. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't going to be here this way for long. Bruce Walsh will come back into the one. But I think it'll be interesting to see how involved he is at fullback. Yeah. And if he's getting a lot of hands on the ball, he's looking good. We've got down after round three, that draw, it gets good. It's Dragons, Dolphins, Tigers, Raiders, Titans. That, that is a five weeks of footy that you want to target. And Supercoach is heavily about matchups, especially for these outside backs. There are some matchups in there that. They How did this happen? Me. Dragons, Dolphins, and Tigers in the span of three weeks. Holy hell. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobo for sure. First two games are tough though. Um, Penrith playing fullback. Yeah, probably best case scenario. There's like sixty-five the cows. Then the cows who we think are going to be really good. I don't, I don't know defensively though. I don't, defensively, I don't know if they are. Or not Brisbane will be up for that too. Yeah, like I don't. I think you you wouldn't want to avoid that as such. I'm not looking at the Cowboys saying. I can't play someone against them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. Like, if someone wanted to start with him, especially because he's playing fullback this week, I, I couldn't. You could start with Cobo. I for couldn't sure. say that's a bad option, but mm. I think you wait until round three. Yeah, uh, if you've got the balls, get Selbum, Tell, and Cobo in. Like, I, I, I'm not going to go there, but I, I really can't knock anyone. I think he's about 12%, which is. Yeah, it's not, not, not massive. No, no. I like it. Um, Post round three, I'm going to look at it. I'm also going to look at Tony Staggs if he if he looks like he's getting the ball. But um, yeah, won't won't be for me to start. But I'm watching it very closely because Selwyn Cobo is a gun. Now Payne Haas is one that I don't think many people spoke about all preseason. Really, I think guys like Tino Tarpany, Cotter have all sort of taken priority in teams over him that we've seen in the preseason. They've got three middles on the bench and. It's not just three middles, it's three genuine front rowers. It's Palacia, Flegler, and Marty Tapia, yeah. with Corey Jensen already starting, and Carrigan at lock, who's going to play big minutes. Is Haas sort of going under the radar at around 20%, or do you think it shouldn't be any higher than that? Well, I know he's under the radar, because in draft last night, I picked him up very late, and yep. I sniped him from here. Yep, because, yeah, people don't seem to think... He's the Haas of old anymore. Well, I think the injury affected year last year yeah. sort of turned people off a lot. And I think the expectations for him may have been lowered. Mm. For a guy that before we looked at as sort of like a superhuman, yeah, people have sort of just brought him down a tier, it seems like. See, I still look at Payne Haas the same as he's the guy who'll have 50 at half time because he'll play the first 40 minutes. And then he'll If he plays another 25, 30, then, yeah. you know, you've oh, got I think banked. he could easily average 75, and I would. Would not be surprised one bit. I just can't pay up at front row. Like, not for Haas, I don't think. I'm not getting a lot of upside out of that. Like Haas has scored tons in the past, but it was when that Brisbane side was battling and they had no other forwards, so Haas had to play close to 80. Well, that's the thing. They're, they're big men in the middle right now. They look pretty strong. Yeah. I don't think they have to rely on him enough no. for you to get killed by not having him And there. Kevy's shown that he won't play him. 70 plus. Especially after the injuries and little niggles we've seen from him in the past, he's not going to push him too hard for no reason. He's a great option though. I just It's it's not not one that I'm going, but I, 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 every team that I've seen that's had Haas in it, I've been like, yeah, yeah, I, I understand why. I, I'm, not, I'm not against it at all. Another good option that we spoke about quite a bit last week, Pat Garrigan. Mm. He's very, very solid, but I don't think we get enough upside out of him and personally I just don't see it. I see the appeal, but I don't see it. No, he's not in my team. I think he's a good partner to Fafito or a Murray, but um, yeah. If I'm going one gun front uh, second rower, it will not be Pat Carrigan. But I think he's a good good second one because he, he he you know what you're going to get out of him. I've seen Carrigan versus Fafita arguments. You know who no. do I go to? Just I think just take the risk with Fafita. Look for the upside there. Yeah, the fours aren't far away as well. Start of the Saturday slate, we have the Dogs Manly. Manly, there's a lot of interesting things in this team, and obviously the round two buy sort of 
with most blokes gives us a chance to wait. Kepi named a lock as expected, but there's only two middles on that bench. Mm. That that could be really, really big for Kepi, and I think he should be in a lot of sides. They've got Ethan Bullimore, Josh Alloyer that will play middle in there, mm. then K.O. Weeks and Ben Trebojevic. Yeah. Well, I think a man we our favourite side for Supercoach. Like, they always seem to just have the big gun players like Tom and Gary and Hamoe, who we just love. And then they have these cheapies like Schuster, like Benjavojevic at one point looked like a good option. Like they just Over the last few years, no doubt. Yeah, are they like super coach gold over the last few years? I think they are. And they've done it again. Well, I think it's going to be interesting how no foreign... Yeah, yeah, the yeah. lineup affects it. Whether it does, I'm not sure. Forum's so good last year. People don't talk about how he he really steered, steered that ship without Tom. You saw it in that trial against the Dolphins with the Titans. Foreign, he's he's an underrated asset, and he yeah. he did a lot for that manly side. And it'll be interesting, especially this week. Cooper, Cooper Johnson, yeah. he played well in the trials. And even uh, even with Schuster as well, it'll be interesting to see how that affects it. But I like the look of manly. I like the look of Kepi, Ruben Garrick. You have been very interested in him. Yeah. I've looked at him. He's 11% owned, which I think is potentially under-owned. And post that round two by though, Para Souths, a good matchup against the Knights, Penrith, Melbourne. It doesn't get much harder than that. Yeah, no. So, Garrick, oh, he's such a shiny little toy. If, if you give me Ruben Garrick by himself, it's yeah. a yes. But with that round two by this draw... Yeah. No, he really, he's like a shiny toy that you want to play with because you know he can score you 150. Like, remember he scored 199 against Para at, up at the Sunshine Coast um, in 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2021. That was crazy. That was crazy. And, like, Garrick with the goal kicking is so such a good super coach asset. You'll see how, how high on him, I am on him later on in the bold predictions. But um, 11%, yeah, get him in there. Um, if you're happy to take that buy hit, I'm I'm not. Like I, I was, uh, I had him in my side for for quite a while, leading into TLT. I took him out at TLT and swapped him down to Tommy Talau, and then I did Kaywin Ponga up to Cam Munster. Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, there are a couple watches here in this manly pack too. I think Kepi's a guy we just get him in, unless you find. Yep. A few other cheapies you prefer, which I don't think you can. But Kalmatua Lungi is interesting in that left back row spot. And Jerbo, Jack Trebojevic. Yeah, I've seen some of Named the front row. I, I think Jerbo could be good, but I think watch them both. Both yeah. got the round two by. Just yeah, you can't start with too many. Because we've already got um we've already got Tom and we're gonna be looking to get in Schuster, so And we've got the Roosters the next week. Oh yeah, that's gonna be tough to deal with, isn't it? We're gonna have to trade one of them out probably. Yeah. So I think most people are gonna have three roosters and then some people have two, two, two uh, manly, but everyone will have Tom. So we're going to have to navigate those really uh, vigilantly. Man, it's an, it's an opportunity, honestly. With a guy like Kelma Tulang, it's an opportunity to wait more, one more week. Mm. You don't have to. You don't have to start with him. For the dog side of things, obviously injuries to Luke Thompson, Tavita Pangai and Chris Patolo, it, it really hurts the pack. Yeah, well, we just got news from, from Gus Gould said himself that Pele was actually in the side prior to the Thompson, prior to the Thompson injury. He Which doesn't surprise me at all. It's not, not very surprising. And that means when TPJ comes back, Pele will still be there. And this dog's pack is eviscerated. I think um, no. you, can, you, can, you can start with Pele as your fourth front rower and he might make 150k 
downgrade him to enough. Like it, it's uh, it's one I'm looking at right now. I've got a Murdoch Masilla still there, but uh, yeah, get get Pele in like. Like we got New Brown at lock right now. Yeah, like, New Brown. Nothing against Fernando Brown. Like oh, he's a great player. He's very handy, but mate, we're we're really deep into our middles. Sutton's not big minutes either. We've got no. Sutton and King up front, and neither uh, King can play big minutes, but Sutton hasn't proven that. And in terms of the bench, is Waddell still there? Yeah. We got Jaden Tanner, Corey Waddell, Franklin Pelle, and Jacob Preston. The interesting thing is, Andrew Davies a healthy scratch. Yeah. I would have expected Davey there. Well, uh, also, no Torpenny, and I, I knew this was going to happen. As soon as the Thompson injury came out, people said, Jackson, Torpenny, possibly us. No. The dogs, for some reason, are so low on Torpenny. I love him. He's a gun. He's, he's been really good in resis for a long time, but oh, he yeah. just can't get it run. He was Australian schoolboy's captain. Like, I, I think he's a great player. And, yeah, he won't, he won't ever make our 17 because I don't know if he, he might. I don't know if the coaches don't like him. I know Barrett didn't. There's got to be something. It might be Gus. I don't know. It just it ne- he never seems to make it. But no, Davy's interesting too. I no, assume Davy was maybe slightly ahead of even Waddell. Waddell is not good. <laughs> he's, he's very mediocre. And... I like it for Pele. Waddell. It looks very good. That that's the summary. Pele and Preston off the bench possibly could carve out roles, mm. and, and we don't know exactly what they're going to look like, especially for Preston. But Franklin Pella, he looks like he's going to have to play quite a big role off that bench. And if he plays 40 minutes, he can easily give you 50, 55, I reckon. Like, well, see, he's, he's the type of guy, his PPM yeah. could be big. He's probably the first middle off that bench too, because Waddell, he'll probably have to play middle, but he's not... Waddell will be playing middle. He's not a middle, though. Like, it's not it's not his role, and it hasn't been his role. He's been playing edge for us. Mm-hmm. And he'll have to play middle, but him, Preston's an edge, but he'll probably still have to play middle. And then I don't know about Jaden Tanner much. I don't really know a whole lot about him. I think him. he's a small lock type of build. Yeah, so Pele. Which is why I don't understand why they wouldn't just Pele could Dan play 45. Him. Yeah, I, and if he does, like he can score very, very efficiently in that time. Oh, yeah. And great attacking stats too. We saw that in the trials. Yeah, um, yeah, get, that's a lot to talk about, a 216K front rower off the bench. But yeah, the raps couldn't be higher. The other big player from this side and especially with the Heinz injury once again people that didn't have Burton might have considered Burton but mate with with the pack how it is with that draw mainly Melbourne the Tigers and Warriors he's got in there next and then the Cowboys Souths Parra oh, and Cronulla it's, it's so tough it, there's just not a world where he scores enough points in there and I don't do it without a lot of forwards as well so well, the dogs could get blown out in a few of those and oh, I'd say I majority say, of them yeah Oh, Manly could score 40 on this. Melbourne could score 40. Like, yeah, that's worrying. There's low scores in there for Birdo. Like, it's not a question. There is very low scores in that in that run there, and I just say don't do it. And I've seen a few sides with, with guys like Kikau and, and the Fox, and it's like, yeah, they're, they're massive personalities in our game, and we love them, but they're just not really super coach options. Well, especially with the Fox. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, he's a guy, more than anyone, you target matchup. Yeah. If you see a run for the Fox where he has a month long of decent matchups, you're like, right, good score, Hades and all of them. But this is the opposite. This is awful draw. That's yeah. Don't do that. Alamotti, sit him. Don't play him yep. until we see what that floor looks like. And that's probably all we have for the dogs. I'd say other than Pele and Preston, it's probably a whole lot of avoid in there. Yeah. Oh, and obviously Alamotti 
Also, I just want to touch on in this game um, is Turbo as a pod C. I've been sort of talking about it. I think I've been the only person in the community talking about it. Especially with the pack yeah. getting worse. Like, they, as much as it pains me to say, Manly could win this by a decent margin. And especially so, Turbo's scoring a ton. Think, I think Cooper Johns being at six also helps Turbo because Schuster likes to do it himself, whereas Johns, Johns will just go at the back to Turbo. Turbo. Yep. Turbo will just do it. Yep. And he's a very sneaky C. Probably can't VC him because you probably want to captain Teddy. But if you've gone drink water over Teddy, consider it. Do, ve- do Turbo then. Yeah, captain him. Like, it's, a, it's a serious option. And whew, he's done it before to the dogs. He's, he's had two 150s against the dogs. Like, it's a very good option. Oh, I don't hate it at all. No. Into the Cowboys-Raiders game. The Cowboys, oh, I can see this game being kind of tight. Even, yeah. even though it's in North Queensland, I can see the Raiders putting up a fight here even with sort of a team that doesn't look great. I think the Raiders are just a side that will turn up. Drinkwater, as we know, I'm, I've been his biggest fan all pre-season, but I'm not doing it. No. I, I really wanted to. I love him. I love Draw, but I just don't think you need to take that risk. I think I sort of talked you into it, into Teddy last week. And look, if you've got the balls, I love it. But like, come on, man. Dolphins, Warriors for Teddy in a Roosters team that they've had a few injuries now, but it's, it's, it has potential to be the best team in the comp by a long way. And yeah, just, just go with Teddy. Honestly, I know this is... This... It's probably crazy to say, but I reckon I've got enough confidence in my team. I might have the opportunity to flip after that round two game yep. to where Drinky in round three goes Warriors, Titans, Dogs, Dolphins, Warriors, Knights. Oh, my. Like, I, think, I think if you're confident enough in your side and we don't want to plan trades and especially sideways stuff like that, but when the matchups go from the Roosters getting tough after that to the Cowboys getting that good, I think that could warrant that type of move, and I think I'm going to do that. I think we touched on it last week, that Teddy's got the really two games, really good two games first up, and Drinky's first two aren't amazing. They're not great. Because the Raiders made the eight last year, the Broncos were right there. He, he might not score that well in these first two, and then you, you could end up making a lot of money off that, oh, Teddy the Drinky trade. Yeah. Round three or four. Now, with this Cowboys bench, a lot of people interested in Cotter. I had him in my team over the last couple of weeks. I was very interested in him. But seeing Griffin name Tanoa Brown and Tamo, it sort of slightly turns me off. And I think the big thing is Tanoa Brown's not a big minute front row. He's going to play 20 if that. Mm. Name's not a massive one and Tamo's getting on. So Cotter is still a good option. Yeah. But it, it was enough to turn me off him personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't knock anyone for going Cotter. It's just, it's a, again, with front rows, I'm not willing to spend for a second gun. Like I'm, not I've got that many man. question marks. Uh, the other thing for Cotter is it, it's going to start hot, and I feel like that plays into his um, sort of style. Is he's, he's really fit, and he'll he'll probably get through a lot of minutes. He'll probably score really well. I just think you can spend that sort of cash, the three hundred k that Cotter to Stefano gets you. I don't think the points difference will be too big there. That's that's the big no. thing. And as I'm going to touch on later with what I've done with my team when we go through team reveals later, I think that three hundred k gap the points difference between those blokes might only be 10 to 15 points. Like, it may not be big, it may be less. Whereas, between, Whereas in other places, like a base price, Braden Williami or Heimel Hunt up to a top centre wing, 
I think you're going to get a much bigger difference there. And I like how you said top centre wing, so you don't reveal, you don't reveal the man. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't, <laughs> we've already gone past that game, but I'm going to come back to that later. The other thing from this, if you want to get on that Cowboys left edge, obviously a lot of people with Valentine Holmes for good reason at 33 percent, and then Murray Tellungi is a very under under-owned guy at 5% with that draw, you can't knock that at all. Yeah. Well, with Val, I was on Val pretty much when the app opened. And I was so hoping he'd be a pod. But everyone's... This is the thing about pod moves in the the preseason is that the people will work it out. You want to be able to make these pod moves later in the year when people don't have time to do the research and work out who looks good. So... Just, just just, keep an eye on those sort of moves that you might be able to make where people don't have enough time to react and you can yep. get them in. Yep. And look, Maritwangi at 5.2% is a good shout too, I yep. think. Yeah. Souths, Sharks, no Nico Hines. It's the, it's the biggest point of this team list. Tuesday, it's, Hines is huge. Hines was in most serious super coaches teams. They, they had him. Yeah. My question with the shark side is how does this affect the rest of them? Because I think those outside backs, and even Teague Wilton, they cop a hit. I'd, I'd, I'm not tempted to start with any sharks now that Nico's out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going near any of them. Look, I like, I like a lot of them when I, well, I liked when them when Hines, Hines was there. there. Yep. Like, I thought Talakai was a great shout and all that. Without Wilton, him, though. Wilton's still a watch on minutes. Look, if he gets 80, he's probably still serviceable until Hines comes back, but... Wade Graham's on the bench, like we all suspected, and yeah, it just doesn't bode well. It could be 60-65 for him. So just um, I've if I had Wilton, I would have taken him out. There's no attempt to start with him, I don't think, now. Yeah. People still will. But People yeah. will, but personally, I think any temptation of wanting to have Wilton is yeah. gone for me. Also, just going back to, to the Raiders, um, there's not really a lot going on there at all. Oh, yeah, I didn't even touch on yeah. it. <laughs> Other than Tarpany, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we very much glazed over it, but it's like, has Ricky lost his mind with, with Chris at fullback and uh, Pasami? I don't want to say he has because yeah. he's, he's a great coach, but it's weird stuff happening in that club now. We thought that through the trials. We thought... Mm. Danny Levi starting hooker, really? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff happening in that Raiders side, but I, th- I, think, they, I think it'll still be a formidable team, yeah. as I said. Oh, yeah, they'll be boring as, but they'll, they'll still win games and just because... Ricky seems to work it out. Anyway, to Souths. Two Souths. The Souths are interesting. We know their draw sucks, but there's so many good players in that team, they could win all those games. Yeah. Latrell, you're a massive fan of Latrell. Personally, I don't see any world where he starts in my team, and I don't think I'm ever going to get on him either with that drinky draw. But you love him. If you have him, he could captain him. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, I, you'll I see how high I am on him later on. And... um. I'm not starting with him, believe it or not, but oh my God. He is the hardest person to watch when you don't own him because he just does stuff. How he just is always on the end of these backline moves, it's so frustrating. Well, the thing is he doesn't touch the ball all that much. You'd, no, think, you'd think a hard player to death ride is touching it you know, multiple times every set. It's just whenever he touches it, yeah. you're like, Fuck. It's gold. He, he, just, everything he, he touches turns to gold. They, they can't tackle him either. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, if you have Trell, you can captain him. I'm um, not against it if you're going over Teddy. Another big point for Souths, that bench isn't very isn't very middle heavy. No. Shaq Mitchell, yeah, I can't see him playing massive minutes. No, 25 yeah. max. Yeah, he, he, I don't think he can. 
No. David Mowali, he is interesting. If you wanted if you wanted to go away from Pele as your fourth front row, you could go David Mowali there. Yeah, I think But other than that, you've got Blake Taff and Michael Cheekham. And to me, that screams Cameron Murray. He's in my team. Yep. I, I love it. Like, he he could play almost the full game for the first, like, few months. Like, it, he could be really – he could be the highest scoring to RF by a long way. Yeah, when I look at my team and I'm like, who don't I have? Cam Murray's sort of the first name that shouts out to me. Like, okay – he could come out and go 75, 75, 75. But I think that's the best case option if you don't have him. Yeah, right? Like, There's he could also. It could be more. It could be 120. He scored 130 against the Roosters last year with the week you bought him, by the way. And he, um, yeah, he's so good. He's such a great player. Because you don't have to worry about him. When I'm looking at my team this weekend, I'm saying I'm going to get 70 from Murray. Yeah. You don't have to worry about him. I can worry about, oh, is Isaac Thompson going to get enough ball in this game? The other one that that bench affects too is Tavita Totola. He's underpriced. He could play good minutes there. Yeah, I got him in draft last night. Yes, he. Um, yeah, he's very serviceable at front row. I've seen a seen a guy, a couple guys on the Discord talk about Totoa and like don't hate it. Yeah, that's just as I've spoken about it before. Why pay up at front row when Stefano can do what these guys can do for 200, 300k cheaper? Yeah, and we'll get to that later with yeah. that bench that the Tigers have. Stefano's got the same situation. Yeah, and it's cheaper. Yeah. Next game, Dolphins Roosters, and the more I think about this one. It could be a bloodbath. Yeah. But for the Roosters, it may not as much be because we have no Manu, we have no Angus Crichton. We also have Corey Allen yep. in the centres. It it's not the strongest Roosters side, which could be it could even out somewhat. Yeah, just, just a quick shout out to uh, Kane Anderson from the Discord. Um I, I feel my condolences about what's about to happen on Sunday. I think um the Roosters are going to score 40, 50 on your poor Dolphins. And, yeah, I, on the Dolphins, get get Isaiah Katoa. He's got a few good games after this, especially around three plays the Knights when we don't have Cleary. So that's good. We can put him in at five at halfback and, you know, be okay with it. You just don't know how many points they're going to score, though, so I'd be prepared yeah. for a slow burn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not touching any other Dolphins, though. Like That's the Dolphins out of the way. It's Isaiah Katoa. Yeah. Hammer antipod. Hammer antipod, massively. It's got to be the best antipod of the year by a long way. 30%. What are these people thinking? He's it's one of the worst super coach options. He, that, could, he could have yeah. a brilliant game, score one of the greatest tries you'll ever see, and he scored 55. Yeah. And it's like he's just played the game of his career and oh, given disgusting. me 55. Like, I don't see any world where he can average anywhere near over 40. But elsewhere for the Chooks, obviously Sammy Walker's a much-talked-about replacement for Nico. I, I don't mind it, but I think you're putting too much into the Roosters with that buy early on. Yeah, on, on Sam Walker, you don't have Manu on his right edge any, uh, for the first week too. so that's, I don't think as much ball will go that way. Yeah, they'll probably look to go left, and that bodes well for someone else later. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see the ball going out there too much. With, with Corey Allen there, I think the cohesion on that right edge will be a bit... Well, Corey Allen, Jackson, Paula, you're not targeting them. It's going to be touch After what you've yeah. seen Foran, Firma, Campiero do to that Dolphins right yeah. edge defensively, they're going to absolutely just go down there all day and it could be a try score. Tupo could score a lot. But, but any um, of them could. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it's Egan Butcher. Hopefully they don't make it to the winger. That's the next guy up, <laughs> Egan Butcher... 5% owned, I don't I don't know how he is. How is he 5% owned? Obviously, the Angus situation is so unfortunate, and 
we send all condolences to Angus and hope that he can just get himself right. Yeah. Or anything. But what opens up for Egan Butcher is so much time in that left edge back row slot where he's going to score so many points. Yeah. And you know how I touched on that people don't tend to miss things at the start of the season? I think people are missing this. I don't. I don't. And I said this, we were talking about this this morning. Egan Butcher is such a good player. He's going to score well and people are going to bring him in. Yeah. But, mate, this is the matchup. Like, obviously, he's underpriced at 485, whatever. He, he could. I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to know what the ceiling could be for him for this game because he, that game that Butcher scored four tries, it could be this again for Egan. He's not Angus, but... He's a know, talented player. He's very talented. And that's the thing. It's not just these situations that good. Egan Butcher's a very good player. Oh, yeah. They've just extended him until 2025. Well, think about this. He starts at 480k, and last year he played off the bench. The whole year. Yeah. Virtually the whole year. He wasn't even the first forward off the bench, too. He played off the bench all year, and... He's already at 480k. That means he was scoring very well. He's, he had attacking stats last year too. That's yeah, a big game. So he's, a, he's such a good player. He, oh, yeah. If, if you're listening to this, if you're within the Supercoach community and you're serious about Supercoach and you don't have this guy in your team, like, I, I worry. Yeah. Look, he could blow up in our face, but I don't see how it happens. And just 5% ridiculous, I think. Over any of uh, the other... Mid-range back rowers, like, he, he stands out by such oh, a long yeah. margin. Like, the red flags with him are gone. Oh, they're, they're, I don't think there is a red flag now. We have 10 weeks, and also, I think Nat Butcher probably plays middle when Egan doesn't. Like, if, if, if uh, Angus comes back. Yeah. That'd be fine. And last game of the round, Tigers versus Titans. For the Tigers, the big one, Stefano Utokamanu. Only with two middle forwards on the bench. I'm confident with him in my front row forward two slot. Because when I look at that bench, you've got Simpkin, Asukapawa, who I think is going to probably edge. play edge for Sean Bloor at times, and Fenua Pole and Twal, who can play decent minutes, but Stefano's locked into a good role there. I'm confident starting him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Twal, big minute player. Um, Pole, not really. Yeah, Pole, not quite. Yeah, so... Whew. Stefano looks really good. People not remember 2021 when he was he was basically scoring better than Payne Haas at the end of the year. Oh, he was scoring tries. Yeah. He's, and he, he can, he can ooh, do that. Oh, Appy Corusau for him too. Think about <sighs> yeah, that. that. That's a big factor, Appy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, Stefano's had big raps his whole career. I, oh, this is his year. This is his year. I'm confident. And I, I personally, you've seen my side over the last couple of weeks. I've had Tino in that FRF2 slot a lot. I've had Cotter there. But when I saw this bench, I was like, there's no need. No. I, I, I could have sticked with Tino, but I was like, I want to start Stefano. Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not the fact that it's like, oh, I can. I want to start him. I feel like he's going to give us 55 a week. The confidence, what filled me with confidence was for the trial, he was skippering their team. And that it's, was it's like, future leader. Yeah, exactly. He's their guy at the moment, and he's still so young. And so with the really forwards they have around him as well, like Clemmer, and Gowie, they're seasoned blokes. Like, yeah, he, he will run it with them. Oh yeah. He might even be like prioritised above them mm. yeah. in terms of workload. So yeah, Stefano, I think lock him in at for off too. You don't you don't need to spend more there. Especially now we have Kepi. That's a very good point. Yeah, Ke- Ke- Kepi's he's a very formidable three. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can save so much money by going Stefano. I'm, I'm so comfortable having Stefano at two, yeah. Kepi at three, and then a Pelé, yeah. or possibly Mawali, who will 
Murdoch and Silla. That's where I'll go. Whoever you have at the four, I don't think it really matters because no. I don't think we're really going to They're all the same. Them. None yep. of them are great with the fourth front rower. Adam Dewey, I think he's got to be in every team after the Heinz injury. If you didn't have Dewey before Heinz went down and was ruled out for round one, you ease the replacement. I think everyone should have Dewey. He's still sub 25%. The floor is so high. The upside's even high. He's just one of those guys that you want for super coach because he doesn't like to pass the ball. Yeah. He's going to take on the line every time and he's talented enough to beat the line. And I don't see any well, world where you couldn't have him. The draw is pretty solid. Like, yeah, Dewey's ownership just makes me think, how many people are actually fair thinking about Supercoach? Because I think he should be in, yeah, as you said, every side. Like, yep. this guy uh, is a Supercoach. I don't see coach. how he can't be. He's a Supercoach gun. Like, he can, he can average 80 at 5'8". The, the only reason he hasn't averaged 80 plus is because of these positional changes that Madge had him doing. Yep. Either, you know, centre, the, the centre thing, it, it's all... He came back off the bench last year. In um at first, so he's under he's so underpriced. Yeah, yeah, get him in. Tommy Talao is the other one. You have Tommy Talao? I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gone him over CNK. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I quite like it, especially with Dewey there. Dewey's probably going to get a lot of attention as much as he may not feed Talao much ball. The opportunity will be there, I think. Yeah. There will be spurts where Talao will score enough points to sort of provide a bit of cash. Gen. First three is great. Make money off the first three. It gets really bad after that. But, like, you know, he'll be fine. He'll I, don't, I don't know if you have better options, so I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I, I can't blame anyone for putting yeah. there. I consider myself. The Titan side of the ball, Campiero, lock him in, should be the most owned. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's a guy that everyone should have. Someone touched on, um, I heard about Brian Kelly's back from suspension eventually, but... That, that doesn't affect. I don't think it does either. Think. I think Kelly's Kelly's Kelly, on the outer. His time's oh, yeah. done. He um, oh, he's can't defend at all. Brian Kelly, super coach legend, by the way. Um, yeah, no, yeah, Campiaris locked in, safe yep. as. Just don't worry about him. it. Probably play him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, I, I'd feel alright playing him against that Tigers Nuffle. right edge with yeah. off there that hasn't always been great. Um, for feeder. You've locked him in. You haven't really thought about that much. Personally, he's not coming for me, but that's more. I'm just going to take Murray. Yeah. Oh, and I'm I not, should. I'm not going to worry about the headache with Fafita, yeah. but I, I can't. I really him. should do the same, but um, yeah, no, Fafita's just too attractive for me. I'm just going to do it. It's going to it's going to kill me, but I'm going to do it. My anxiety levels are so much lower going into this weekend, knowing I did not have to worry about him in my side. But at oh. the same time, when I'm watching this game. He's going to do something. I'm going to kick myself and go, this bloke's a gun. Oh, yeah. The coach, Holbrook, said, came out in an interview and said, yep, this is his year. And the contract buzz and all this sort of stuff is just going to make him play better. Yep. Oh, if I could have him in, I would, but I can't fit him in, Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into my own build. No, I get it. Um, Tino is a guy that I really wanted. I've had him in my team for a while. You like him as well. But I just think with the bench, I don't think it's going to be as reliant on Tino as I expected. So Joloff is starting and Isaac Liu at lock, which aren't big minute guys at all. They're not going to really take any away from him. And you've got Aaron Clark, Mo Fodawaker and Joe Stimson on the bench. And Stimson's the annoying one because we would have much rather that be sort of an edge guy. Yeah. Or a guy like Sam McIntyre who isn't really going to take away from those middle minutes. But the fact that Stimson, he's going to stink it up at lock in the middle for 25 minutes. And it's just, it takes away the upside of Tino to play over 60 minutes. Like it's, yeah, it turned me off 
enough. Yeah, God, Hol Holbrook got some weird decisions as always. Who knows what's going to happen with Tino? I, he's a gun player. There's no origin. No, there, there is origin. That's why yeah, I go yeah. Tarpany over him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, just it's a good option. I'm just not... Again, it's the same thing with Stefano. Is you just just get him for cheaper. He won't do that much worse. Brimson at three percent. We spoke about him at yep. length, I believe, last week. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it at all. He's a super pod there. I can't do it myself just because of those three and four matchups against the Cowboys and Storm. Yep, I've I don't got hate a it little prediction for the first two weeks. He one of those first two weeks, he will be the highest player for that week, the highest scoring yep. player for that. I week. I can see that, but. It's the three and four where he'll leak. If he, if he scores 100 this week, it doesn't stay in the rolling average for long. No. And you get one price rise out of it. Yeah, you can bank the points, but give me Monster. The other one, Tanner Boyd. He's in my side. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. Um, just for the fact, I think at his price, he's going to provide me potentially more than other cheapies. Like if I'm looking yeah. at, say, a Tanner Boyd or a Jackson Ford, I'm going to take the chance that Tanner Boyd stays in this side. Continues goal kicking and potentially yep. averages above 55. He averaged 60 at halfback last year. We had a look and it was, what did you say, eight attacking stats in eight weeks? Yeah, and then he played eight games at halfback and there was only eight try involvements at tries or assists. For an average of about I, 60. Yeah. I think if he's playing, you expect him to have either a try or try assist yep. about a week. Like, I think the 60. The numbers are great. And I think people are in love with Tanner Boyd because of the way it makes the rest of their side look as well. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't interested in, but when Hines went down, my thought process was I was looking at heaps of guys and I thought, Fuck, I don't know who's going to score points. Yeah. Like if I had someone and I was like, they're definitely going to score well, I'd do it. But I'm like, I don't know who I back to score the points, so I'm going to bank on the value yep. that I can see in Boyd where I think. It's the numbers play. The reason for that, instead of having a mid-range 2RF and... You know, a monster. Yeah. I'm banking the Murray points and potentially getting, you know, close to a monster average, like within 10, 15 of that with a Tanner Boyd potentially. Yeah. It's but the numbers play. I think it's the, really the numbers play. It's when you, in Supercoach, we, we, we have the eye test and we have the numbers. This is not the eye test. This is not the eye test. He, um, he's not a great player in general, but the numbers are really good. The goal kicking's good. How hard is it to just give Fafita the ball and let him just run over people? Not hard. Yeah. I mean, you can probably do it. Like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is a bit to me. It's the NRL player saying it's not too hard to play halfback, but still, when you're, no, if, you're, if, if you're a first grader... I'm more just saying to create, to create a try assist for him, all he has oh, to do is give Fafita the ball. Oh, he just has to get the ball, yeah. yeah no yeah. doubt. And I, speaking of the eye test, when we do reveal teams very soon, there is another guy that doesn't pass the eye test that I brought in. And yep. it's, it's very numbers play as well. It's a good numbers play. <laughs> I've done the math on him, and yeah, yeah, no, I do like it. So just on strategy really quickly, are you considering any enoughs? No, not a chance. When I, see, I think especially when it's a year when you can such easily, as you said, have 25 grain ticks in there, yep. it's, it's a no-brainer. And with the buyers, you don't need enough to loop. Um, the only enough I'd consider is maybe four front row, but we've got options there, so there's no real need. You don't really need to. Yeah, no, no, no enough for me. I, 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 I'm not going to... In a year where you don't... If, if we had have struggled to find cheapies that were starting, I would have said, yeah, all right. Yep. But the amount of cheapies that we've got that are potentially good options, it's, I don't, it's not an option for me. It's going to sound bad, but the reason I've ended up with Munster on my side is almost because it's too easy to build a side. 
that we have so many cheapies that it's so easy to have money. And oh, that's why I've got I've got Munster in there because I've just got, I've had that cash and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's Might get the well. premium guy. Well, that's the thing. You could just go high and straight to Munster. It's yeah. just the easy option. I also think the mid-range players, especially around back row and then possibly like the centre wing guys that people looked at like Perham and yeah. Hammers and all that, I think most of the mid-rangers, have a look at them. Yeah. Take your guns and if your guns don't brain it, go down to them. So I think the cheapies and the gun players, yeah. they'll take priority to start with. As usual, mid-rangers, they're usually at mid-range price for a reason. Yeah, mid-range wise, only I only have two players in my side, or three players in my side that are between 350k and 500k. So that's that's saying that I'm not looking at mid-rangers. Like I've got guns and cheapies, because I think that's the best player. I think in 2RF specifically, Let's get a look at these two RF, uh, two RF mid ranges, like you yep. said, and we've got the cheapy options in Ford and Dury. So yep. let's, just, let's just look at those. Center wings, obvious. It almost picks itself with the cheapies. We've got a lot of guys under three hundred k, and then a few in the three hundred to three fifty range. So yeah, just guns and cheapies for me, which is normally what it is in Supercoach. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. Th- yeah. mid ranges have a look at them. Yeah, just have just a look. look. Yeah, there's, there's no need to, to rush into them. So we'll get into our bold predictions for the year. Okay. Would you like to start us off? We've got three each. And yeah, start us off with your bold predictions for the season. Okay. So I've got um, Latrell Mitchell to be the number one averaging and total points player for Supercoach. I can see it. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a bit of a crazy take. I can see a world where it happens. It's just, it's just, it's more like the other guys are also good. Yeah, that, that's the problem. But Latrell, um, God damn, he's just some sort of player. Yeah, for sure. The total points he might not get, but I think there's every chance he averages ninety, mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone will get close to. Like, he's yeah. so good to watch. Do you want to have a go at one of yours? My first one I've got, and a guy that I don't understand anyone starting with, is Reese Robson to finish outside the top seven hookers this year. Yeah. Last year he was third. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't see him as well, a good hooker. I don't too. see him as a good hooker, but he's not, he's, he's not brilliant. Yeah. The guys that have ahead of him, Grant, Cook, Appy, I've got both of the Brayleys. Marnie? Yep. Reed, Marnie, and Cheese. I'll take them all averaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I And I think both the Brailies as well, the I, I can see them both. Um, yeah, and I've seen a lot of love for Reese Robson. I don't really understand it. It's not. Just, just why? Like, I, th- I think 2022, I'm not going to say an anomaly year, but I don't think it's going to. He scored so many tries. It was set frustrating. Up so to many watch. tries. Like, it, was, it just sucked. But, uh, yeah, um, I mean, he could do it again. He have a good draw, but he's not, he's not outstanding. Yep. I agree. Okay, so um, I'll go in with another one here, and it's uh, another guy I'm super high on, one of my um, favourite super coach options, really, that exist, and that's um, Ruben Garrick to finish centre wing one. I don't think it's going to be close. Ruben Garrick's a guy who we see at the top of the, the top of the total points column pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. He averaged close to 90 in 2021. Obviously, that was Volandi's ball. Yep. And he, yep. aver- he averaged really well last year. 
in it a was side. more the Manu factor of how yeah, much of an Manu was, so was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think Garrett can easily finish center wing one, and I'm going to be looking to get him in my side as yep. soon as I can. Agreed. Totally agree with that. And staying on the manly track, I've got Hamali Olukawatu to finish top five in the 2RF. Last year, he was 14th. That's crazy to me that he was 14th. Yeah, I thought he was way he was better. Better, mate. Because when you wrote that in there. Especially with the loss of Kieran Foran. Yeah, yeah, I can see a lot more ball heading right. And DC to Hamal is just, it's money. And he's such a talented player, he's only going to get better. And I can see him being top five. God, there's a lot of good front uh, second rowers in our there game. Is, there is. Because when you wrote top five, I was like... That's not quite bold enough, I don't think. But then when you, you have went, a look, and when he was 14th last year, that's yeah, that's a big mover. And yeah, 100%, he can do that. Your final one? Uh, yes, I think this is just as likely as him being there in week eight or something. Um, Pappenhausen to miss the entire season, yep. and for Melbourne to pretty much they won't be doing well enough about week 14. They won't really be in contention for the comp, and they'll just say, "Paps, just have the year off." And it's sad, but I think it, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, my final one is in relation to Chan's Mickle Clockstad, and I don't think he will reach four hundred k. So he's priced at three twenty seven k right now. I think he doesn't make it to four hundred k, and he'll also lose that one jersey. Yeah. Yeah, that's very possible. I can yeah. see Metcalf. As I touched on this before, I can see Metcalf or Tamari Martin taking that over him, and I don't rate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely fair. We'll get into a few of my pots. Yep. Okay. So, well, we've just touched on one. But, yeah, I've got a few uh, pods just to watch, massive plays that we could make, not to start, but just ones to keep an eye on. Um, Hamale Lokawatu at 4.5%. It's a great option. Yep. Um, I think I think you just look at him for the first few weeks and get him in premium second rower. Um, I've grouped these two together at sub five percent, and that's the Para Boys Moses and Brown. Yep. After round six, they look so good as I, options. I want them both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sub five percent. You could even I've seen a few people starting with Moses and yep. Hines. Personally, not for me, but yeah, he's a good player. He, um, Flat track bully. When, when the matchups are there, he's almost a captain against the, uh, the easy ones. And then Nelson, who we touched on earlier, three point four percent. As I said, he's probably the highest upside out of any front rower. So uh, you can see it well where it works. Yes. And just quietly to finish off, I want to add one in myself. That's in my team. Nick Manning, five percent. <laughs> the numbers look good. I yep. can't. I can see him with a four of round fifty-five. Yeah. I love Nick Manning. Yes. Yeah, that's more than fair. Yeah. So I believe that will do us, Berger, and thank you for having this chat. It was very good. And we will talk after round one. Good luck for the week. Yes. Hopefully a lot of points for us. Bring it home. All right, good luck, everyone. See you, guys.